Hello, welcome to another episode of the Secret Diary of a Network Administrator, and it's me, Oz the Two, and uh, I've got uh, two or three topics I'd like to talk about today. Um, the first one, doing a job properly, uh, part two. Um, if you listen to the last podcast, then you'll know that um, I was talking about how hard it was for me personally to do my job properly, because I work in such a reactive environment and we're so busy, um, I often find myself cutting corners just to get a job done. Um, and one of the examples I gave was uh, PowerShell. Um, and I just wrote the script, read from top to bottom, I'd throw it together and it did the job. That was it, on to the next job or task. Um, and I've had some feedback on that and the consensus was that I should do the job properly and it is worth taking the time to do a job properly. Um, there will be some technical debt and that just has to be uh, explained to your manager um, and, and crack on with it. So with that in mind, I thought, well, let's try and do a job properly. Um, I had a script that I wrote months and months ago. Um, it was a module called OH Tools, and it just consisted of one function. And all that function did was uh, you could pipe computer names into it, and it would grab um, like the computer name, the operating system, whether it was virtualized or not, um, DNS, uh, how many NICs it had, and what their IP addresses, gateways, were, how many disks it's got, free space, all that sort of thing. Um, I found it quite useful um, for documenting our servers and I, I ran it once a month. Uh, and I've used it several times actually. I used it quite recently. Um, an overseas office of ours, I was changing DNS settings on all the servers up there and uh, I got distracted as you do and I had to move on to another job. And a few days later, I forgot where I'd actually got up to. And I just piped in the servers OU to this script, to this module, um, and I'd filtered it to the um, naming convention for the servers that are up there in that particular country. And it came back with all the DNS settings of those servers, and I could see which ones I needed to update. So it's actually quite a useful tool. Um, so I thought, well, this is a perfect example. Um, one of the other things it did was um, it had a, a detailed switch on it. So you could call the function, which was called um, get-oh-computer-info. And if you called it by itself, um, it would just return four or five um, properties, um, something like the computer name, um, and it might have, whether it's virtualized or not, its IP address. Uh, and disk space. And then I incorporated a minus detailed switch. And if you included the switch um, in the code, it checked for that switch. And if that switch was present, it would then present uh, everything. You know, it'd pull back all, all the information and present that to you. So that's how it worked originally. It was one big function um, wrapped up in a PSM1 file. Um, the function did many things. It called its various. Um, uh, commandlets within it. Um, so it's a perfect, perfect uh, script to start off with uh, as a, a template in a way, and also just to test um, the theory about doing a job properly, what would it involve, how much time it takes. Um, and so the first thing I did was I did some research on the best way around it. Um, and what I ended up doing was uh, storing the files on GitHub in a repository. 
called ohtools. Um, I created a public and a private folder and I split um, various bits of code into functions um, whether they were private helper functions or public functions. It turns out there's only one public function which is the one that I want users to actually see and to be able to use which is get dash oh computer info all the others were private functions uh, or helper functions so each helper function went into its own ps1 script um, that got dumped in the private folder there was one ps1 script which was a public function get dash oh computer info that went in the public folder and then the psm1 module itself um, which ordinarily would contain all the functions now just dot sources its only role is to dot source the the functions from public and private folders um, it works really well um, the other thing I did was instead of having a detailed switch um, I used a format.ps1.xml file which um, is a method of formatting the default output um, which you see on most PowerShell commandlets so if you were to type in um, get dash oh computer info now um, with no parameters it will just spit back four or five properties um, which it's reading from the format.ps1.xml file so these are properties that I've defined that it should display and then if you want to see all of them you can just pipe it to say format list asterisk to see everything just as you would with a normal PowerShell commandlet it's a, not, it's a lot neater incredibly easy to uh, to implement um, something I definitely should have done years ago uh, and you, you don't have to present it as a list by default uh, in this instance I chose to display the four or five properties as a list list view but you can display it as a table if you want to and you can also have that display do some um, calculations or fiddle with your your um, properties before it displays them do all sorts of clever things if you want to um, so that that's what I did um, I also wrote some pester tests for it as well um, originally when I did it I just just had when I was just getting the layout for the folder structure I just wrote a single pester test and all it did was check for uh, a module manifest just to make sure it was present and then I hooked it up to AppFair uh, as part of my continuous integration side of things um, and with AppVeyor you can display um, I think they call them badges which is just like a, a GIF type thing which says um, build passing or build failing depending on whether your um, uh, pester tests pass or fail and you get like a green light a green uh, color GIF or a red color GIF if it fails which is really quite nice although obviously I just had a single test I mean theoretically you could have a single pester test which just says true must equal true and then you'd get that build passing badge so that's something to be aware of I have since written more pester tests and I do have a hundred percent code coverage for my for my script um, but it is something to be aware of and something I'd like to look into is whether I can get a similar badge to do with code coverage um, it would be nice to have something that would display 100% code coverage or if it was 90% or more code coverage or you know if it's between 60 and 90 it would be orange and anything below that would be red sort of thing. I've had a preliminary look um, with my Google Foo powers and it can be done. Um, as I said it was just a cursory glance really. The process looks like it could be 
a complication I can probably live without. But until I look in depth, I'm not sure. I will definitely investigate it and see. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be the same as um, Appveyor in that it's a little bit complicated to research and figure out how to hook it all up. But once it's done, you've actually then got a template from there on in. So we'll see about that one. Um, the other thing I did was, um, oh, I should say as well with the Appveyor side of things, um, I had to get this information from several different online resources. There isn't really a definitive source I could point you to. I couldn't really say, hey, if you want to integrate Appveyor with GitHub and PowerShell, go to this website. Because there, I couldn't find a website that says this is how to do it. I pieced it together from several websites, really. Uh, if I have time, if I have time, well, I'd like to think at some point in the future I'll come up with a step-by-step -step guide on hooking up Appveyor. It's not overly difficult once you know how to do it. Um, so if I have time, I'll do it. The good thing is, once you've done it, you can use all the code uh, and the files that you've done for one project with another project. So, I mean, if you want to, you can just grab my AppVeyor files that I've got on my repository, OHTools, and use them in your own. It's not difficult at all to do it just that way and just just copy it. Um, the other thing I I did in doing a job properly was I incorporated um, uh, XML help rather than comment-based help, and I did that by using um, a module called Platypus, or Platypus, P-L-A-T-Y-P-S. Um, it's on GitHub. You can um, have a look for yourself. It's very, very easy to use. Um, what it did was it took my existing comment-based help um, and converted it into a markdown file that I could easily edit. Um, or if you haven't got uh, any existing um, comment-based help. It will just give you a template with the bits you need to complete. And then you run another command from Platypus, another function, and it converts it to the XML that you need. And then you can literally delete your, if you've, if you've got it there, you can delete your comment-based help. You just don't need it anymore. Um, and I also added online help. Um, it's a lot more professional. Um, so now you can also type get-ohcomputerinfo minus online and you'll get the online help. Yeah, sorry, it was a lot more um, professional. Um, it can also create CAD files for you, which I haven't done yet. Um, and then you can actually have updatable help, which is pretty cool. Something I'll be trying. It looks really easy to implement and it doesn't look like it's a big time sapper to implement either. So I'll give that a go over the next uh, week, probably, just to the uh, OH Tools repository module. Um, and then that will be that part done, and I'll know how to do that. Um, and the final thing that I did in doing a job properly with PowerShell was um, I uploaded it to the PowerShell gallery, which is really good, uh, particularly for other members in my team that, that use this, because now they or anybody in the world can just run, if you've got PowerShell 5 or above, you can just run install-module-oh-tools. And if you've already got it installed and I update it, you can run update-module-oh-tools. Um, and then that will automatically install the module for you. Uh, and to see what commands are exposed, you can type, once, it's, once you've installed the module, you just type get-command-module-oh-tools, and that will expose the public functions that you can use, which at the moment there's just one, get-oh-computer-info. Um, 
so I've done that. I've done a PowerShell job properly. It took a lot of time. Mainly the time was taken up in research, really, how to um, how to structure um, all the files uh, and the folder structure, how to hook it up to AppVeyor, um, doing a small amount of research on the format.ps1.xml, which which isn't difficult at all, actually. You, I mean, I ended up just copying and pasting from uh, some of Microsoft's um, own own files that were installed on my computer with PowerShell. Um, so that's that's easy. Um, Platypus, really easy, uh, incredibly easy actually. Um, and that was that. Yeah, uh, the PowerShell gallery um, that took a bit of research, um, but nothing too bad to be honest. Uh, and now it's all done. It's literally like a, a template ready for further projects. So moving forward, it will be a lot quicker to do exactly the same thing. And I know that is the case because I've started to do it for uh, a DFS module that I've written. And I'm now converting that um, to this same process. And I've nearly finished it, actually. Um, and as soon as that's done, I'll um, put that on the PowerShell gallery. And um, I'll, I'll let you know through my podcast and my website which is fearthepanda.com. Um, yeah, so next for me to look at in doing a job properly with PowerShell, I'm going to be investigating Saki, which is P-S-A-K-E, um, Plaster, and something that I've already started looking at and enjoying immensely is Classes, um, which is new for PowerShell 5 and above. I've always loved programming. I used to do C programming. Um, admittedly, there's no classes in C programming, but... Um, I studied C programming for a couple of years and it naturally led me to C++, which obviously did have classes. And and going back to it, when I've been doing it in PowerShell, it brought it all flooding back and I'm really, really enjoying classes in PowerShell. So uh, probably going forward, a lot of my new code will have classes. <laughs> I, I can't see why not really. So that's exciting. Um, I should also point out that if you want to look at the code and how I've structured it all and, and the directory structure, etc., etc., it's on my GitHub. Um, there's a repository. So if you go to github.com forward slash ozthe2, that's O-Z-T-H-E, then the number two, and there's a repository there called OHTools, and you can see exactly how I've structured everything. Um, and if you want to, feel free to copy and paste and use in your own projects or whatever you want to do with it. Um, or alternatively, you can, because it's on the PowerShell gallery, you can do install-module space OH tools. And, um, you know, that will install it locally onto your computer. Um, and you can, you can check out the code yourself and also run it. Okay, that's uh, doing a job properly to do with PowerShell. The next thing I want to talk about um, is documentation, because the other thing I was talking about in the last podcast in doing a job properly was uh, an example I gave was documentation and how we currently use um, a word template that's really buggy. It's really hard to use. We've also got documentation all over the place. It's really hard to, to figure out when you find a documentation, whether it's current or not. And so I thought, you know what, there's got to be a better method that, that's cheap and free um, and I'd just done a whole project at our USA office um, basically I pretty much binned all the servers there um, moved everything over to clusters and um, direct access points config manager distribution points everything's on to server 2016 um, 
there were two writable DCs over there. They've now gone, been replaced by RODCs. Um, so it was, a, it was a whole rebuild of the site, pretty much. Uh, and I thought, well, you know what, this is the perfect opportunity to try and, and document from scratch in a new way. And so I thought about it um, and I decided to use GitHub um, because we already have a GitHub account that's private because we pay for it. Um, and it uses Markdown. Now, I'd never used Markdown before. And when I was looking into it, I was thinking, what's the best way to, to do it? The commands look pretty easy, that all hashes and asterisks and things, just a case of memorizing them. At first, I used an online editor called Dillinger.io, Dillinger.io, which is okay. And also, it's got some crude GitHub um, implementation where you can link it up to your GitHub account and automatically uh, adjust, download the document and, and uh, commit to it. Um, all that reminds me, I forgot to say about the PowerShell side of thing with, with AppFair. What's quite nice about it is every time you, you add a commit to GitHub, it runs your pester tests automatically. I forgot to mention that. Um, yeah, so Dillinger IO, um, and it sort of acts like a, uh, like a, a word processor for Markdown, I guess, uh, in, in your browser. Uh, and I was using that for a bit. And then I did some investigation, and then there was a... Everyone was going on about um, something called Markdown Pad, I think it's called, which is an application. Um, so I had a look at that, and that's not free, but I downloaded it um, because you can you can try it out, and that was pretty good. Um, but I thought, you know what, I don't want to pay for it. And as I got used to using it, using Markdown, I ended up just doing it in Notepad, actually. It's very, very easy to use. As I said, once you've done a couple of documents, you've mastered it. Um, it's really easy to create tables. It's easy to do things in bold, headings, dividers, everything you need for documentation. It's It makes for really, really rapid documentation. Um, and one of the great things about it is, particularly for things like our server builds, um, in conjunction with my OH Tools module and Get Computer Info, I'm going to write um, uh, another function that will export the computer info into Markdown, um, which will present it in the way we want it for our build documents. Because one of the things I did was I came up with a naming convention, um, and I also came up with um, some templates as well um, for really rapid deployment. And um, I think I've done about 30, 30 documents altogether in Markdown in GitHub. Um, in our documentation repository um, and it's worked really really well actually really well I presented it to my manager on Thursday Thursday he had to think lost track of the days um, last week and he was really pleased with it um, and of course being on github gives us so much so much more that we can do with it you know we've got the change management side of things and uh, we've got the history, you know, we can roll it back to any point in time and see who's done what to what document, what changes have been made, uh, just everything that GitHub gives you, really. So we're going to trial it out um, and and just see how it goes. It was quite nice, actually, because one of the one of the jobs I did, my manager said, asked me a question about something, and I said, oh, well, let's find out. We went to the document. We got to the document really easy because of the, because of the naming convention, and there was information. 
it works really well. And like I said, for me, the best thing is rapid documentation deployment. It's brilliant. And, and the fact that I can potentially automate a lot of the, um, at least the server builds anyway, I, I can automate the server builds. So that's good. Um, the final thing I'd like to talk about is um, VS Code. If you haven't used VS Code, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you about it. Um, in the research I've been doing um, for doing a job properly in PowerShell um, and hooking things up to AppVeyor, I've been watching a few YouTube videos. And in the videos, everyone's using VS Code. Um, and some of the, the people that are, are giving these seminars, they start out by saying, who's using VS Code? Oh, good, a few of you. If not, you should be. And I was thinking, what the hell is VS Code all about? And why would you use it? So I downloaded VS Code. It's completely free, by the way, completely free. Um, and I have to say, it's excellent. At first, I was a bit skeptical. I thought, is this the sort of thing that people are just saying is good because some of the, the people, um, some of the high profile MVPs are using it and people think they should like it. Do you know what I mean? Um, so anyway, I thought I'd try it and it is, it is really good. It does take some configuration because um, it's, an, it's an IDE that can do any language basically. You have to do some configuration and the best thing to do is to either YouTube uh, configuring um, VS Code for PowerShell or um, just Google it and find a, a website where someone's documented some of the things you should do because you need to install some extensions and faff around with some config settings to make it um, a bit a bit more friendlier for PowerShell. Um, but once you've done that, it's a one-off process. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I like the fact that I can split the screen and I can have my pester tests on the left and my, my code on the right hand side in the split screen. Um, the autocomplete is amazing. Um, if you do things like, for example, I'll type square, square bracket PS object and before I finished, um, it's filled in the square bracket. It's it's created the the braces for me, um, you know. And and if you open brackets, it completes the other open close close bracket for you. Or if you do speech marks, it puts the other one in for you. It auto indents your code. Admittedly, I, I think that's um, a config option that I turned on um, from a YouTube video I was watching. Um, but it's it's really great. It, it's so good. Um, I don't know how I live without it, actually. And of course, the other thing it does, which is really cool, is um, GitHub integration as well. So now I can work directly, particularly when I was doing my documents. Um, it does Markdown as well, I should mention. So forget Dillinger, forget Markdown Pad. Um, VS Code um, will do Markdown for you. And so I could do everything from the one tool. I don't know how I've lived without it. Um, it's a slight learning curve. Um, particularly configuring it for um, GitHub. Not great. I mean, nothing that's going to, it's not going to take you more than 30 seconds to, to Google how you do something and, and then hook it up to your repositories. Um, uh, I just can't recommend it enough, actually. And it is worth the hype. You know, there's a lot of hype for it out there. And uh, it definitely is well deserved. So, VS Code, it's free. Try it. It does take some getting used to. Um, even now, you know, I've done all my documentation, I've done a lot of code in it, 
um, but I haven't used it really heavily, only only maybe two weeks. And even now, I'm tempted to sometimes go back to the ISE just because it's what I'm familiar with. But I'm, I'm forcing myself to stick with the VS Code because actually, once I'm in there, it is... It's, it's a thousand times better to be able to do my pester test and my code and and commit to GitHub all from the same tool. It's just it's just brilliant. It's such a time saver. So um, those were the three things I really wanted to talk about. Doing a job properly is it worth it? Hell yes. Uh, and I'm going to make every effort from now on um, at work to do a job properly. Um, and I think you should too. So before I sign off, um, you can get OH tools at GitHub. Uh, so it's github.com forward slash oz the two, O Z T H E, and the number two. And there's a repository there called OH tools. So feel free to take a look. Or if you have PowerShell 5 or above installed, you can uh, type install dash module OH tools, and that will automatically install it for you. You can take a look at the code on your, your computer uh, and also run it. Um, and if you do that, just type in once you've done install module OH tools, type get dash command. Um, dash module oh tools and that will expose the the public functions to you and um, there's full help on there as well um, my website is fearthepanda.com and my twitter handle is uh, oz the two so um, if you have anything to say feel free to contact me in any one of those methods that, that suits you uh, probably twitter um, and until next time bye